styling really is your secret weapon. It's the magic that makes beautiful homes possible. It's the magic that makes captivating imagery possible. Because without styling, you just have stuff in a space and it's not necessarily cohesive. It's not necessarily created intentionally. And it's really not going to make the best impact possible. Welcome to Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love. I'm Natalie Walton, an interior designer, stylist, and best-selling author focused on an holistic approach to homes. Each week, I'm sharing insights and interviews about the creative process to help you enhance both your interiors and well-being, as well as provide you with the tools and resources to make considered and sustainable choices with all that you create. Hello everyone, welcome to Imprint. I'm so excited to have you join me here today. I really appreciate when you show up and you join me in these um, solo episodes. I try and always make them as informative and helpful for you as possible, sharing the lessons that I've learned on my creative journey in the help that it helps you with yours. So today we're going to really kind of get back to basics in some ways because I had a conversation with somebody about styling and she was saying that people in her family didn't really understand what styling was. They didn't really know about the difference between styling and decorating. And I had to explain it to her because she was then getting confused too. And it's funny how we can take these terms so much for granted when we're sort of in the thick of it. And I thought it might be helpful for some of you to really get a better understanding of what styling is and what you really need to know to get started. If, if you want to, you know, improve your spaces, if you want to use it, you know, either in your own home or for your own business, whatever capacity that is. And because the reason is, obviously, as I've said, there can be a lot of confusion about what styling is and how it can help you in your home or business. But I really want you to know that styling can actually be your secret weapon. It's the magic that makes beautiful homes and images possible. So we're going to get into that today because I feel quite strongly about that, as you can imagine. So you're going to find this episode really valuable if you want to improve your home, but you're not really sure of how you can do it. Or maybe you're curious about how styling can help you in your business. Maybe you've got a homewares business, you've got an online shop, you might be an interiors photographer or an interior designer. And just because obviously you are an interior designer, because I get people who take my courses all the time in this situation, you know, you've learned so much about the design process, about specifying kitchens and knowing the exact measurement, you know, the cabinetry should be and the height of all these different details and the materiality and the benefits and the pros and cons of different materials. That doesn't mean to say that you can style your spaces beautifully at the end. You might be lacking confidence in that area. So I'm going to share some of the lessons that I've learned on my journey in the hope that that will help you. Or maybe you're curious about becoming a stylist. Maybe you're at the point in your life where you've had a particular career or maybe you've had children and you're really considering, you know, a new chapter. What could this new chapter be like for you? 
What do you want to explore? What are you curious about? Where are your passions? And if your passion is all around the home, then styling is certainly something to consider for you and your journey and what your next chapter might look like. So I really want you to know that styling is not fluffing cushions. That was kind of like the running joke when I was working at a magazine many years ago now, about 15 years ago. And it was that stylists just fluff cushions. Although we said that, but we knew that that actually wasn't true. And as I mentioned at the outset, styling really is your secret weapon. It's the magic that makes beautiful homes possible. It's the magic that makes captivating imagery possible. Because without styling, you just have stuff in a space and it's not necessarily cohesive. It's not necessarily created intentionally, and it's really not going to make the best impact possible. So today we're going to look at how you can create spaces in a really beautiful and meaningful way. Now, we've got a limited time today on today's podcast. I mean, I I can probably talk about this for about three hours. I don't know if you want to listen to that for three hours, but um. So what I've done is I've created a brand new guide because I really wanted to distill this idea of, you know, what are the the biggest lessons that I've learned on my styling journey and how can this help you with your creativity, with your home, with your styling, with your business, wherever you're at. And so it's called the Interior Stylist Handbook, Your Essential Guide to Styling with Clarity and Confidence. And quite honestly, as I was creating this handbook, I was thinking, do you know what? Like so many of these lessons in this guide are really ones that I need to remind myself regularly. And so I think I'm actually going to go through a process of making sure that I review it regularly because it's funny how you can kind of make the same mistakes over and over again. And just so that I'm not on that path. So I really hope that you're going to find this valuable. And if you want to grab your copy, all you need to do is go to nataliewalton.com forward slash handbook, and you will get your copy there. So as I said, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash handbook. And I'm really excited to share this resource with you. Now today, if these ideas that I'm going to share with you are going to resonate, I really want you to take action on something because as one of the big ideas we'll share, you know, we can't just consume ideas and we can't just kind of keep learning things, keep just listening to podcasts or reading books or whatever that is for you, watching YouTube videos. We actually need to move into action. And it is the small, consistent action over time that will get you the results that you want. So I really want you to take action on at least one of the ideas that I'm going to share with you. Because Today, I really want you to give you clarity about what styling is and what you need to know so that you will feel more confident. Because I know that confidence is something that so many of you struggle with when it comes to styling and you're just kind of not really sure of what's involved or where to begin. And ultimately, you don't feel confident styling spaces because I know that it can feel really overwhelming when it's something that you haven't done before or you haven't done a lot of, or you try and then you look at your spaces and you think, do you know what? Like, why doesn't it just look like 
you know, the favorite feeds on Instagram? Like, why doesn't it look like those kind of spaces? So I really want to kind of help you feel more confident. And one of the ways that you can do that is to really get clarity on the differences that are involved in styling versus say decorating or some of those other areas. And that will really give you more confidence about what you're trying to achieve too. You'll also feel more confident when you've got a clear roadmap, sort of knowing where to put your time and energy and really understanding the process because really styling is just maths. You know, it's just a process, a step-by-step process that you go through. And the more you do it, then the more confident you become. My children are learning fractions at the moment. And it's funny because I haven't done fractions in so long. It's almost starting to become another, uh, another language to me. And yet I remember when I was younger, I used to love doing fractions because it was just, you just followed a process, you followed a formula. And when you did that, like it was so easy and it was fun. There was one part or area of maths that I really enjoyed. Whereas now, because I don't do the work, I don't do it regularly, you know, I'm disconnected from it. It starts to feel overwhelming. And I really actually don't know the answers when my children ask me the questions. So, um, and, and really for me, something similar happened when it came to styling as well. As I mentioned, you know, it was 15 years ago now that I was working on the magazine and styling was a bit of enigma because I joined the magazine as initially I was the deputy chief sub-editor. So how is that for a mouthful of a job title? And you might be thinking, what on earth is a deputy chief sub-editor? And what it was is basically a copy editor. So for those of you who are not familiar with the world of magazines, my job was to check, like proofread everyone's copy for the various features and write the headlines and sort of do the formatting on the InDesign documents. But I would then was quickly writing features and we liaised a lot with the stylist because the stylist would have to give us what we called their captions. And their captions were basically all the credits for all the products in their photo shoots because we used to list, I I can't believe we used to do this actually. We used to list every single product in the shoot that they used and the price of every product and the stockist detail. So one example would be if it was a particular sofa, we would say the product name of the sofa, the product color name, and it had to be the exact color name. We couldn't just say blue. You know, if it had a particular color name, we had to be very specific with that. And then the price and that had, we had to fact check the price and then the supplier name. So whatever the company was like, say it was Ikea. I mean, we used to use Ikea all the time. I used to know all the names off by heart, all the prices for every product on the Ikea catalog. You know, I I knew it all um, because I was just dealing with it day in, day out. And, um, and so why am I sharing this? Because to me, I would kind of get these images from the stylists and the photographers, and I would get all this information about it and I would have to write about it. But I didn't really understand what the process of styling was. It really was this enigma. And, um, and it really, though, what happened was that I then started to go onto some of the shoots and I would watch the stylists and it was like, ah, that's what they do. And that's, you know, when they're making tweaks with the photographer and listening to the conversations that they would have. And then eventually I ended up putting my hand to do that and doing the work. And of course, there's one thing to watch somebody else do something, 
and you can learn a lot from watching somebody else. But when you actually are in the hot seat yourself and you're on set and the photographer is waiting for you to build the set and add all the styling and decorative elements into the space, that is a completely different level of learning. And that is why in my course, the Styling Masterclass, you know, I really encourage students to do, I've got a whole series of assignments because it's when you do the work, that is when you have the best learning. But I really find that you need to be accountable. You need to hold yourself accountable because it can be very challenging to do that unless you have that accountability. I mean, another way you can do it is sort of really making yourself share your work on Instagram, like styling a space, taking a photo and sharing on a platform such as Instagram, because it can give you a similar kind of accountability, but obviously you don't necessarily have the guidance what might benefit you. So anyway, that was, you know, a real epiphany moment for me of going onto those shoots, seeing what the stars were actually doing. And then again, I went through that in a exaggerated way when I actually had to go on set and start learning these lessons. So you might be on a slightly different area of your styling journey. And within the course, the Styling Masterclass, I've actually broken it down into there are two, four, the six levels. And, you know, the first level is a novice. And this is really the lowest level of styling. This is when you lack the experience and the knowledge. And often the feeling that you're experiencing that this level is fear, like you're sort of really not sure what to do, really feeling uncertain. And, and that kind of comes out in the way that you style. So if you're feeling the fear, then you're really expressing that through uncertainty. And there are, you know, all these different levels. And then ultimately, you know, what you want to be aiming towards, and this is where, you know, I'm still aiming towards is because it is a continual process. It's a continual learning journey is to have that mastery. And when you're at that level, you've got a real feeling of conviction. And what can come from that is you can create a huge amount of influence and influence, not, uh, you know, that word can be maybe a little bit triggering. Maybe it's a little bit triggering for me. I don't know. But, um, in the sense of like, you can really have a positive impact on other people's lives. You can be helping other brands and really creating an impact with their brands. You can be helping other people and really helping them with their homes. There are so many positive, you know, benefits that come from going through this journey of, you know, from that novice level and then eventually become more competent and then a proficient and then an expert and then getting to that level of mastery. So, you know, really think about where you are right now on your styling journey. How confident do you feel and where do you want to get to? Because it's really important to kind of recognize and just acknowledge that and not beat yourself up about it, but just create that awareness about where you are. So today, I really want to give you some clarity on what you need to know to get started with stylings. So I'm going to share with you now five mistakes that I made at the start of my styling journey and what I wish that I knew. And I hope that these mistakes are going to be valuable lessons for you so you don't necessarily have to make the same one. So the first one was that I wish that I started sooner. 
for a long time, I wanted to try styling, but I thought it was something that, you know, other people did. And I, I didn't even recognize the own creativity within myself because I had pushed it aside for so many years. I mean, when I was younger, I definitely was one of those people who loved rearranging my room. My environment was really important to me. And even when I joined the magazine and even before then, I should say, before I even got there, I mean, I used to love going to secondhand stores, buying vintage. I mean, I say vintage, but it was really secondhand furniture. I mean, it wasn't fancy or anything like that. It wasn't expensive. I was on a really tight budget, but I used to love like sanding back pieces of furniture. I would varnish them or I would paint them. I was always trying to transform things. I would be going to, you know, secondhand stores and really being resourceful. Um, I did so many of those things. Like my home was really important, but even then, and even when I joined the magazine, I still didn't think that I could ever do something like styling. I thought, you know, you had to be, you had to grow up in a creative family or I had like all these beliefs in my head that really weren't serving me. I didn't even know it at the time. It's only now when I look back that I recognize that I had all these types of thoughts. So I really wish that I had started sooner and put all of those, you know, recognize what those beliefs were and and kind of acknowledge them and, and put them to the side. But I'd grown up in a very different kind of household, the type of household where, where you, you went to school, you got good marks, and then you got a good job and you earned good money and, you know, you bought your home and like you kind of just went on that trajectory of working in a nine to five job. And so the closest that I could get to it was working as a journalist, but there was still this other creativity within me that I really valued, but I didn't think that I could turn into a career or use it in any kind of capacity. And um, I'm so glad that I listened to that whisper within that was getting like louder and louder that, you know, like you can do this, like, look at them, like you've seen what they do and you can do it, just try. And, and that whisper just kept getting louder and louder. So I want you to think, you know, this is something that you can take on action today. Maybe one of the things you could take action today, like really take the time to think about, you know, what beliefs do you have right now that are holding you back? Because I think we all have different belief systems and it's amazing the stories that we tell ourselves and how they can really hold us back. So really think about that for yourself. The second mistake that I made, and this was when I actually then started to style so I was starting to style for the magazine and I was on such a st- steep learning curve because, you know, I was being put on these photo shoots, a photographer was being paid and I had to get it right because if they had to reshoot, I knew that the magazine only had a certain budget and that the, the editor would go over budget. So there was a huge amount of pressure on me to get these shoots right. And it was very stressful. And so what I did, because I was you know, on the steep learning curve, I was always looking at well, what are other stylists doing and how are they doing it and really sort of studying their work in really fine detail. And, and look, that helped me in many ways because I really became a very keen student and it was something that was like an imperative to be a very, you know, keen and eager student in that sense. 
But I do feel that at times I tipped over a little bit too much of being um, influenced by what other people were doing. And so my style became an amalgamation of other people's styles. And it really took me a number of years to get more in tune with what my style was. So, um, you know, one of the mistakes that I made in those early years was I spent too much time looking outwards for inspiration. And so again, you know, take this as a moment to think about you and your style. Like, are you connected to what your style is or do you tend to copy what other people are doing? And maybe think about it like on a scale of one to 10, like where are you in terms of really sitting in your own style, really um, feeling confident that you've got your own signature style. And again, this is something that I teach in the Styling Masterclass is how to develop your own signature style. And once you do, it's amazing. Like I don't look at other work for inspiration, you know, in that sort of sense anymore. Um, and and I know that I filter everything through my own signature style. So it really feels in integrity for me and authentic to, for me. And it's just, it, I actually, it helps me work so much faster. I don't have to second guess myself as much as what I used to have to do when I was at the beginning of my styling journey. The third mistake that I made in the beginning of my styling journey was that I would spend so much time and energy and money sourcing props. Now, this might sound ridiculous to some of you. I don't know. Others of you will be kind of going, um, I do do that. <laughs> I feel like I need to kind of go and buy all these props to, to validate myself as a stylist. And I just want to let you know that you don't need to do this. You can keep it really simple and I really feel that for me, it was a bit of a safety blanket that I would kind of go out and get all these things like vases and I don't know, like these decor pieces that I thought were kind of um, like a vintage globe. I don't know, like these, are, I mean, this is probably dating it as well, but, you know, I would get these bits and pieces and I felt like I needed to have these as part of my styling arsenal. And, um, and I just didn't. And now, I mean, if I do need props, I just grab things from my own home but I don't need to go out and buy special things. And so I really encourage you to keep it simple when it comes to styling isn't about props. It is, of course, you need to use and arrange objects, but you can use what you've got. You can use what's available to you. There are so many different things that you can use. And again, I outlined some of my favorite ones in um, this free guide that I've created for you, which you can get at nataliewalton.com forward slash handbook because I was thinking like what are some of my favorite resources when I am styling and I really encourage you to kind of use what you've got available to you because it really forces you to get creative so you know again think about where you're at on this level you know are you using props as um, a crutch in a way or you're you kind of, it, it's holding you back and I don't want that to happen for you. So, you know, just keep it really simple. The, the fourth idea that I wanted to share for you is that um, for a long time, I, particularly in the very beginning, you know, even before I started styling, you know, I really didn't appreciate the value of styling and the true value. And 
now I really can see that not only is it a skill and a craft, but it's this amazing art form. But even more than that, it really is this incredible way to create value for what you do. I interviewed um, yesterday someone who'd been a student um, in the Styling Masterclass, and she is now doing art. And because um, she did the course to sort of explore her creativity and she, she's, you know, amazing. And I was looking at her website and I thought, you know, it's so amazing, even if you're an artist, to understand and know how to style and how to style well to really present your works in the best possible light. Like it's such an important skill to, to use if you've got any kind of product or service. It really is what separates the, you know, the brands and the products and the imagery that is kind of like in that mass middle from like when something is styled well and when it's styled really beautifully, it really can just take a brand or a business to the next level. And if that is you, it's something that you really want to have part of your arsenal. Like styling really is the secret weapon to creating a successful business. And, um, it, whether it's you or someone on your team needs to learn this, or you, you hire a stylist, like it really is so important, especially in the world that we're living in right now, where imagery is everything. And so I really encourage you to, to make styling a priority in your business. If you've got a brand or product service. So, and of course, like styling is such a beautiful way to enhance your experience in your home. So even if it is for your own home, there are so many benefits. So really, I encourage you to appreciate the value of styling, because like I said, I think that it can really be the thing that elevates your brand or your business. And then the fifth idea that I wanted to share with you is that um, this was probably less of a mistake because I certainly did do a lot of work, but that you only ever get better when you put in the time that's necessary to improve. So there are some lessons that you can only learn when you move into action. And what I would say with this for me personally is that I am always pushing myself. So I really want to always be improving with my styling, no matter where I'm at on my journey. And when I was creating my book style, which came out um, last year, I really pushed myself with that book because I didn't want to, you know, rely on the crutch of props or I really wanted to make sure that every single thing and every single image, every single object was there for a reason that and, and it was really about like distilling it to the essence, like really making sure that it was simple and elegant in its simplicity. And so I really, I mean, you might not know, you might think, oh, that looks so simple. It looks so easy. But sometimes to be simple in what you create can be really challenging because it's, and I see this with my students all the time, like they just can kind of want to keep adding things to the space. You know, they think styling is just like putting more objects in a space. But when you style well, it's actually about knowing how to edit knowing how to take things out of the space to really get it down to its essence. So that was, again, probably the mistake that I made was that I would tend to 
add a lot of things to my spaces at the start of my styling journey. Whereas I really want to encourage you to simplify your spaces and really edit your spaces. So again, you know, think about like if you were to get better at editing your spaces or editing your home, you know, what impact that could have on your experience of your home or what impact that could have on your brand or your business if you're creating imagery for that. So let's just go quickly over these five mistakes that I made. One was that um, I really wish that I'd started sooner on my journey. I held off for far too long and I'm so grateful that I now am on this journey. The second was to stop looking outwards for inspiration and really then learn to get in tune to your own signature style and filter your decisions through that. The third was to keep it simple, particularly in relation to props and that you don't need to go out and buy a whole heap of stuff to improve your home or, you know, your brand or your business. You can really use what you've got. To, the fourth was to really appreciate the value of styling and how I can really see now that it's not just fluffing cushions, as, as we used to joke on the magazine. It is so much more than that. It's really what helps brands and businesses stand out from the crowd. And the same with your home. If you really want to experience that elevated feeling in your home, that's how you do it. And the fifth idea that I wanted to share with you is that you really need to do the work to make it happen. And as I said, for me, that has even to this day, you know, it's, it's really about learning to not add things to a space, but edit things out and really getting down to the essence of what makes beauty in a space. So I hope that you have found these mistakes valuable for you in terms of helping you to think, maybe rethink the way that you approach styling and what you really need to know to get better at it. And, you know, I'd love to know from you what's been most valuable. You can put a comment in the review section of the podcast app if you're listening to it on Apple or take a screenshot and send me a DM or, you know, share it on stories. I'm always checking. I'm always reading your reviews, your comments. I really always appreciate your feedback. And um, as I said, I really want you to take action on one of the ideas that I've shared with you today. Maybe it's just, you know, maybe you can go and see what can you edit out one of your spaces today. Look around in your room, wherever you are right now, if you're at home and, you know, think, you know, what can I edit out of this space to really get down to the essence of beauty? And um, it might be as something as simple as that, or as, like I said earlier, maybe checking in with the beliefs or the stories that you have and you're telling yourself, you know, you can create whatever life you want. And if you're ready to connect more with your creativity and want to start a new chapter in your life, then, you know, start doing the work to make that happen. So as I said, today, I really wanted to give you some clarity on what you need to know to get started with styling. And, you know, if you're serious about implementing the ideas that we've talked about today and, um, you know, some of these ideas that I've shared with you, then I would really encourage you to join the waitlist for the Styling Masterclass because enrollments will be opening again soon. And, um, you know, you really don't want to miss out because it's such a great way to connect with your creativity, test out these ideas. Like I said, keep yourself accountable. And when you do that with a group of other people, it's, it really gives you the momentum that we can kind of keep wishing and wanting something to happen. 
but we can really struggle to make it happen because we sort of like think, ah, oh, you know, I'll do that tomorrow or next week, or, you know, I'm going to start that like when the kids are back at, from school or, hot, you know, back at school or whatever it is. And um, we can kind of keep pushing those things that are actually really important to us to the back of our to-do list, but we need to also make the time to make them a priority. So thank you so much for joining me today. Like I said, I hope that you have find this giving you a bit more of an insight into what styling is and, you know, how you can get started on your journey. Like I said, I hope you found these lessons valuable. I always love to hear from you and I really appreciate you joining me today. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Imprint. All of the links and info for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can get a direct download of the latest episode. And I really appreciate when you take a minute to rate and review, as well as share the love with someone you know who might benefit from this episode or on social media. If you'd like to access a range of free resources, come visit my website, nataliewalton.com. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast. And I would also like to acknowledge the people of the Bundjalung Nation where it was recorded and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Imprint.